Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Happy New Year, my dear magnificent hooverers. I so hope you've stuffed and nibbled some seriously delicious things over the holidays, please. And welcome to 2019. We have got uh, a doozy of an episode to kick the new year off with none other than the frankly hilarious comedian and dear pal of mine, Felicity Ward. Just to gabble out some lovely things to tell you about first, though. If you've got any pennies to support this podcast existing, please head over to patreon.co.uk forward slash the hoovering pod, where you'll see some of the shit hot things you can swap uh, in exchange for your money from tiny to big. Stuff like guest recipes and discount tickets to live shows. Talking of which live shows. I've got a bunch of these lined up uh, where I'm going to be joined by some mighty guests. We can all eat and laugh together in the same flipping room. I know. In London there's Islington in January for two nights and these are so nearly sold out now there are only seven tickets left on the 28th. That's all that's left. So um, hurry up and snap them up, seven of you. Go to unrestrictedview.co.uk forward slash the hyphen hoovering hyphen podcast hyphen live. We are now coming to the excellent MAPS Festival, M-A-P-S in capitals, in Newcastle on the 16th of Feb. 
Then we'll be back in London for the incredible, beautiful, special Vaults Festival on the 3rd of March. And that's a big room, so there's going to be some huge guests. Then, then I'll be in Glasgow on the 30th of March for the Comedy Festival there. And I can confirm, if you're anywhere near Glasgow, you have to come. because And this is exclusive news, only being told to anyone for the first time right now, Hooverers. My first confirmed guest for that Glasgow hoovering on the 30th of March is only the bloody incredible Susan Cowman. Yeah, that one off of Strictly. Snap up a ticket now. Links to getting all of these tickets are on Acast in the podcast notes for this episode. Click anything in capitals and that will be a link through to where you can buy tickets. And you can also find links to tickets to all of these on my website as well, jessicafosterq.com. So to this week's podcast, we're at Felicity's beautiful flat in North London. She teaches me all the things about Australian grub whilst I accidentally try and crack her teeth with my uh, dodgy, if delicious, flapjack cakes. Because I hate those chairs that you're sitting on. I think you look really cool set up on the table like a Samiad. <laughs> Did you What's have a Samiad? <gasps> they they cats. <laughs> Cooler than a cat. It's like the original Yoda. It was a book, I'm sure, but then there was a TV series here in the 80s called <gasps> Five Children and It. And um, the It was a Samiad, which was a creature who, like, quite Yoda-ish but cooler, mm. um, who like would rustle up out of the sand and then sit cross-legged on a, a small mound and give out some shit-hot wisdom. Well, I've got some shit-hot wisdom for you, mate. <laughs> what you've missed is, is Felicity saying that her nickname is Spiller. Yes. Really? Yeah. Splishy splashes spilling all the way. There was a, you know, the first house that we lived in, we had wood in the kitchen and then there was a little metal strip and then it would go to carpet. And there was a stain where every time I would be given eggs on toast, I would walk one step onto the carpet and my eggs would go off my plate. <laughs> Just about every... And I'd go, no, I got it now, Mum. And she's like, two hands. And I'm like, yep, two hands. <laughs> and um, it was usually water. Mm. But, like, if there was a cup of water on the table, yeah. it was done. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't keep me in sippy cups for longer. <laughs> I sometimes feel a bit jealous of my son's kind of guarded eating and drinking where you think, why not? You what know? do you mean? Well, just, I mean, it's, we've got the equivalent now with like um, reusable takeaway coffee cups with a nice straw oh, in it, yeah. that kind of stuff. But even that, if I'm doing anything other than just holding the portable coffee, mm. what I'm saying is I'm with you on this. Yeah. I will splish splash it around. Yeah. I've, historically have splashed hot coffee onto a <laughs> child in a pram and yesterday made a short film with luckily a baby where the a doll sorry where the baby would be absolutely drenched it well in scalding hot coffee i heard they deserved it so <laughs> yeah i am um, so it was a pretty frightening doll <laughs> i don't like dolls oh two stories then the first one is on cups where my grandma used to have my mum's mum had like the uh she had like a kid's cupboard because I'm one of 12 grandchildren Amazing. on that side. That's where we get our kids' cups. And so if you wanted a, a juice or a water, you went in and got a plastic cup. Well, I must have been 24 before I stopped using that. And Grandma's like, why don't you 
have a glass. I'm like, I like the plastic ones. <laughs> and then on dolls, also grandma related, my nan, my dad's mum, gave me when I was three a really big doll that was bald, and I hated it. She gave it to me for Christmas. <gasps> that sounds horrible. But you know, you know, how it's that... a big bald doll. In that way, that and then this will offend some people, and they'll have to grow up. Any big bald child is weird. Like I, it's often like redheaded kids stay bald for a really long time. My blonde ones. Yeah. She was about two. I loved it. It was great. Real great. Anyway, I drew hair on this baby. (laughs) That's what I'd do if I had a kid like that. Yeah, you're like, we need to. Just draw someone. we got to spray this or something. And and then I hid it, and this is on Christmas, and Nanny found it, and she said, she called me Toddy, everyone does on that side, and uh, she goes, Toddy? And I was like, yes. She goes, who did this? And I went, Cousin Kim did it, and I went through all of my sixteen cousins on that side, and then she and she explained to me each of them why it couldn't be them, like they were at school. Yeah. And then at the end, I said, "You did it, Nanny." <laughs> you, nice try. If, if you knew Nanny, you knew you would know that she did not take that lightly, even though I was three. Oh God! Do you know what I feel actually? Um, like really warmed in the cockles by hearing that you were like a like appalling liar at three I was a compulsive I was yeah. almost compulsive yeah. I was just I wonder where that comes from there was a, a girl it must be a developmental thing and I'm saying that <laughs> as someone who really fucking hopes it is because her kid <laughs> lies constantly but really funny obvious lies like that yeah, you right. know that thing of being like I'm not a boy yeah. you're not mummy yeah um I said to him the other day, he was eating something all up that I'd made and I was pleased. And I was like, Mummy's all right at cooking. And he went, No, you're a lizard. <laughs> all right, mate. Yeah, cheer up. Come on. <laughs> you're cheer a up. Calm lizard. Down. You're a lizard. That's but I mean, but it, it, he'll set, you know, he'll. He'll smash something in front of me and then go, Dad, <laughs> um, Daddy actually wrote that. I just saw him do it. But how do you not laugh at that? Oh, you do. And then then they're like, oh, let's play the funny game where I smash and lie. (laughs) Because you've laughed. We own nothing anymore. No, you don't. You genuinely don't. And if you laugh at anything once, it's ruined. He came out of a um, gymnastics class um, once and I said, what did you do in your class? And he went really gleefully went, I didn't listen. Oh. And obviously, I like, cracked up. Like, and now he at the end of every nursery or whatever, because, and I've obviously he's so not just that he's overheard me telling that story. Uh-huh. He now thinks it's the best thing ever to brag about having and to, not listened. And to be fair, it is very funny. <laughs> it's, it's a great <laughs> gag. Oh, mate. There was, I, I think when you're little, it's fine to lie like that. But there was, I remember when I, by the time I got to primary school, there was. A girl who, do you know the singer John Farnham? He no. sings, you're the voice, try and understand it. Oh, yes. Make a noise. Yeah, that one. Um, so we must have been like seven or something and she's like, <laughs> she go, don't tell anyone that. <laughs> but my uncle is John Farnham. And you're like, no, he isn't. And then her other one was, um, don't tell anyone, but my fireplace is made of emeralds. <laughs> and she was poor like me, like no name. <laughs> Oh, I loved it. Oh, it's such a visual mm. lie as well. The fireplace of emeralds. Emeralds. It's a bold yeah. choice. Maybe she'd been watching a lot of Wizard of Oz or something. <laughs> well, hats off for that. <laughs> I normally start, like, I don't know if you realise, but we hadn't started. Oh. Um, and I normally start by um, asking what the best and the worst things you've eaten in this week, roughly. Well, 
I because I've just finished tour, yeah. I've been I've been cooking more, and I mean when I say more, I mean once a week because <laughs> this. <laughs> Deliveroo is my Deliveroo thumb has really been given a workout. She's on rest at the moment. She's got RSI. Um, so because I love cooking, but I lost my confidence with it. My husband okay. bought me this Italian cookbook because I love Italian food, and it's got all um, of the simple ways of preparing the food to begin with, and then all of these really simple but traditional Italian recipes. And so the last couple of Mondays, Chris finishes late. That's my fella. Um, So I've been cooking. And last night I made this. It was really simple. It was just a tomato and chili reduced sauce with prawns. Mm. And then this just, again, it's just all really simple ways of cooking things. Um, Get the courgettes and you. Oh, there's some children coming home. Not sure if you can pick that up. Because <laughs> let me tell you, we can hear them. Uh, they live downstairs. Anyway. Oh, God. No, they're actually really good. Okay. That, that was a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> I am glad, however, that they've stopped keeping all of their bikes in the hallway so okay. we can't get home. Cool. A little digression. So, <laughs> it was such a simple thing, but you cook. You, first, you soak the courgettes for 20 minutes. Mm. And I'm like, all right. Because... In what, the, just in cold water? Just in cold water because like it, because the skin is so thin yeah. that uh, little bits of dirt get in, which you can sometimes only taste when you're eating it. So that sometimes they penetrate the skin. So you soak that and then cook them for like 10 minutes and then... Um, Fry you, them? No. Then you cut them fully in half right. and you, rub, you get a, a garlic, like a garlic clove, yeah. and you crush it with the base of the knife mm. and then you take the skin off and then you rub the garlic. You just rub it on the courgette... And then you drain them for 20 minutes Whoa. and then just olive oil and salt and pepper. Holy, I can actually give you one. I've got some left over. Oh, my God. So hang on. You Do you boil them or do you roast them? You boil you them. You boil them for yeah. 10 minutes, cut them in half, rub the garlic on them. Yep. And then you drain them by putting them at an angle. So you've got to cook them so they're not – I overcooked them a bit. Um, so God, they didn't keep – It's lovely. It's a bit of a – love a courgette. A bloody love a courgette. Do you call them courgettes in Australia? No, we call them zucchinis. Mm. Mm. I'm going to ask you lots of really, um, lots of really interesting open questions like that. That's fine. <laughs> what about anything shit you've eaten this week? Have you? Do you? Does that ever happen? Yeah. Does it, you run that risk with Deliveroo. Oh yeah, yeah. I look. I got a. I got a burger and it was fine. Okay. It was. You know when you're like, this this sauce didn't even come out of a bottle. It came out of a packet, and yeah. we all know it. You've snipped the corner off this. Yeah. What? Um, do you know what that's randomly reminded me of? I went to um, the worst experience like that I've ever had, but it was so bad it was really funny. I was in a show called Nightmare Live. Oh, yes. And we did a tour, but it wasn't... It was big venues, but it was a huge cast, so we weren't on Mega Bucks <laughs> by a long way. So for dinner, every tour venue, we all went for a Weatherspoons. And once we went to a Weatherspoons, and we, by this point we were done with it as well. Like we were That's done a surprise. With, yeah. <laughs> After a month of eating the same food. We were we... done especially with like curry Thursdays. But actually that was normally a highlight. But anyway, um, this particular Weatherspoons, I genuinely can't remember where it was, was so, so half-assed that the curries came out and the rice was still inside the blue bag. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, Come on, guys. God. Come on, mate. Just pretend. Not living their best life. Oh, <laughs> 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 really? No. Yeah, hard. No.
I'm in my tum. Should we eat some flapjack? For God's sake, I've been staring at yeah, them. Sorry. They look so delicious. I forgot about them. Um, there we go. So what they are is it's Anna Jones' recipe from her Modern Way to Cook. It's called a uh, apple and carrot flapjack cake. Mm. I might have given it a longer name than it's got. It's a bit like a cake. Oh, a bit yum. Like a yeah, that's really good. So flapjacks in Australia mm. are like pancakes. Oh. That's what a pancake is, like a flapjack. Mm. So I had to... Get... I just found a fig stone. Be careful. They were meant to be pitted. Oh, don't worry. I've got very sensitive teeth that crack easily. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that's terrifying. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's not your fault. It's my genes. <laughs> Well, hands up, it's Sainsbury's as well. (laughs) When we were growing up, I remember all the time, just in my teen years, actually, from teen years on, once a year, mum would go, oh, while we were eating, and I'd go, what, she goes, I think I've just lost a quarter of a molar. It would happen all the time. And now I'm like, I have no idea if that's food or my tooth. I'm so sorry for laughing. It's hilarious. It's so funny. We <laughs> just got old in these teeth. Just, just, just fall out. Just your teeth started breaking. <laughs> and also, my mum, so both my parents wore plates because they both lost their teeth in right. different ways. Amazing. And I used to watch watch, watch my mum brush her plate when she brushed her teeth. And I thought it was the most disgusting thing. That <laughs> I mean, lived. it is up there. <laughs> it's filthy. But I grind my teeth, so I have to wear a grinding plate. My partner does. So I do, I'm the same, I'm like, look what you've become. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you've true. become what you hated. He keeps his in a TARDIS mug in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah I've got and a... I'm just, I don't even see it anymore, but it is like, <laughs> we've got a guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a mud guard, right? But yeah. at night, yeah. Yeah. I mean. All the wrestling I do in my dreams. <laughs> I think that's genetic, you know, because I can hear how my son's already grinding his teeth. Really? Yeah. Oh, they're his first set, aren't they? Yeah, he can wheel them down. Yeah, mate, fine. Down to a paste. <laughs> Get him down to the stump. Say scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. These are nice. It's not... Uh, mm. So flapjacks are normally, I think, a bit... Uh, Dry. Oatier than that. But this is cakey as. Mm. Um, and it's for a, for a cake. It's healthy. I'll take apple in anything, mate. Mm-hmm. I love apple flavour. So something that I, well, I fantasise that I do when I have porridge. Yep. I used to do it. Again, it's very, it's very hard for me to look after myself with food. I'm mm-hmm. not. Um, but one thing that Mum always did was she used to grate apples mm. on porridge. Ah, mm. Jesus shit. Scrum diddly um. I've got a surplus of pears, mm. and I've been for that same reason. Yeah. Well, I just had. I got some in my veg box and. I haven't done anything oh, with it, but I, <laughs> um, but I need to. I need to. Um, I need to stick them in a saucepan and just like mm. smush them down because that'd be fit on porridge, right? Oh yeah. Maybe a bit of ginger in there. Sure. And maybe some like just a tiny bit of coconut sugar in case the ginger makes it go a bit tangy. So what I do is yeah, great apple, just yeah. raw apple, mm. desiccated coconut, mm-hmm. crushed almonds. Oh yeah. Honey, done. Whoa. Yeah, mate. That's your porridge roof. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I used to, when, when I was, how old was I? I, was, I must have been like 20, 33. So I was, I was like newly single and I was living with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And she ate really well. And I used to, every day I would make myself porridge and I would make that for myself. And it's such a nice way to, I mean, I hate this word more than life itself, but it's a lovely act of self-care. Yeah. Now I'm just going to go and shoot myself. Excuse me. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes like a filthy bacon sandwich can be an act of self-care. Oh, yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in the context of everything, it yeah. is. No, porridge is good. <clears throat> I um, Do you put um, milk in it or do you have it with water when you make a porridge? When I cook it, I cook mm. it with water. Right. And then I add a little bit of milk afterwards, cold milk. What about um, you? I've begun doing it with water, but I had always just assumed you were meant to do it with milk. So always done it with milk, and then um, and you realise you weren't in the war anymore, and you don't need exactly. <laughs> your calcium intake so much. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? You don't need that. Mm. It's uh, exactly you're not just trying to top something else up. If you're putting lovely stuff on the roof, you kind of don't need it. No, not at all. The transition initially from milk to water was a very hard one. I imagine so. I um, mean, that was it was oh, awful, so dry, so. So bland and dry. So I don't know what the equivalent is over here. Um, what's your like chocolate malted hot drink that you have? Oval, uh, no, Ovaltine's malt, just malt. And it, you can, I'm sure you can get chocolatey Ovaltine. So, um, but uh, that's like this typical kind yeah. of old people or comforting night, yes. night milky night drink. With it, and it tastes like Maltesers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we had a similar one called Milo in Australia. Right. And it's a little bit chocolate, a little bit malted. Mm-hmm. And what? poor parents used to do or no actually i don't even think it was poor i think it was just mums trying to get their money's worth yeah <laughs> you know mums just go right yeah. we're gonna have to get stingy you're like yeah. but we're doing fine you're like absolutely not <laughs> everything down to the wire <laughs> so rather than putting in like lots of heaps of milo and then milk and then stir like either putting that in the microwave or heating the milk up yeah. on the stove and adding milo to that she put milo and then water then right. heat that up in the microwave, then add enough milk at the end so that it looked the right colour. You drink it, you're like, what is this shit, Trevlin? What are you doing, mate? <laughs> Trevlin's my mother, by the way. That's her name. It's a great name. It's very invented. Um, uh, I love it. I want to know other stuff that you get in Australia that, um, that you can't get here that I would probably have never heard of because I haven't been there yet. Well, there's still well, time. We have listeners there. Yes. Uh, what, what am I missing? Or what have I got to look forward to? I should put it that way. Look, thank you so much. There's so much about Australia that I will rubbish, as far as our um, uh, government policies, the way we treat our indigenous people, our complete disregard for the environment, despite the fact that we have the second greatest biodiversity in the world. However, our food is second to none. Yeah, I am. I've, I have it on good authority that you do sushi. You know, way better than we do here. Well, it's just more common again right. because we're for this like we don't have a huge um, West Indian community. Right. There's no like the first time I and I know that this is culturally insensitive, but when I first went to Brixton and I yeah. saw a place called Jerk Chicken, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. I was like, "What did this chicken do?" Well, I see, I love it. I didn't know. You thought somewhere called a place stupid yeah. chicken? Yeah. Stupid jerk chicken. What did the jerk chicken do? Is that culturally insensitive or just funny, my let's I don't know. It could be both. Um, True but that, that. that's just that was just my little brain because yeah. I, I, we were not really exposed to it. However, Asia is our closest continent, right. so we have there's yeah. lots of um, and we also had a huge uh, in the late seventies. I think we took over quite a few years seventy thousand Vietnamese refugees. Okay, so we have a huge Vietnamese community. So you nail that cuisine there too. In the fifties, and uh, we had a huge Italian and Greek. Like we had lots of Italian and Greek um, okay. migrants come over. So this is my fun fact, which yes. people will probably know. Outside of Athens, 
Melbourne has the highest population of Greek people in the world. Fit. There you go. That's it, so cool. It's pretty fit. So things that you don't have. Um, so we've had avocado and eggs on toast for a decade. Fine. We're um, still rubbing our legs about that. It's pretty adorable when they're like, we do smashed avo. We call it avo here. You're like, take a ticket. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get in line. Yeah. Um, what else? It's, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm quite stereotypical in that I love Vegemite. No, I prefer it. Yeah. I think there's something um, to Marmite that is, if you, yeah. Vegemite is Australian. Mm. Uh, yeast extract spread. Yeah. <laughs> to give it its mm. sexiest tagline. Sorry if that made you wet. <laughs> um, it's It's got this, it's something smoother about it mm. than Marmite, something just slightly silkier. I don't know how to articulate it no. better than that. It's less edgy. Mm. <laughs> Marmite. More accessible. I don't know what it is. I, do, I love Vegemite. Um, Asking about Vegemite's on Live at the Apollo and Marmite's on Stuart Lee's alternative comedy vehicle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, sure. sometimes I need some Marmite in my life. Yeah, absolutely. But for a day in, day out thing, uh, give Vegemite. me that Vegemite. All day long. Yeah. There is a chocolate bar called the Cherry Ripe. The Cherry Ripe. Yes. Which I got put on by a hot tip in the BBC television studio yeah. uh, building. Which in one? In West London. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Downstairs, there must just be a lot of Australians. There's a little like, it's like a free counter where there's just they have a bunch of Australian lollies and chocolate bars and sweets. Whoa! Where you just leave the money in White City. This is, is guys, it, and anyone can stroll it. Actually, I don't know if you can. No, you absolutely can't. They're very oh, high no, on security. I was going to say that. They, I get my bag searched. They check your pockets these days. <laughs> So in Australia, you have a lot, lot more boutique cafes. You yeah. have um, good cafes everywhere, healthy cafes everywhere. If you can't get a good breakfast in Sydney, you won't survive. Right. You just won't survive. Unless, like, lots of builders go there for a bacon and egg roll and, like, that, like, calf kind of yeah. high turnover stuff. Um, whereas you have really excellent um, healthy fast food choices here, like Pret and Leon and yeah. we don't have – really an industry of that in Australia? Oh, really? That's interesting. But I don't know that that's necessarily... It makes me worried that our... That it's... From, I suppose, that just a bit of a beacon into my politics. But it's I'm slightly sad that we couldn't have the equivalent access to that food, but it be from independent sources. Of course. We've, instead, we've got the American style of massive chains doing that stuff. But yeah. they, are, they do it bloody well. They really do. And we... I mean, we... Uh, you know, I think I'm pretty sure Australia has a similar rate of obesity to the US, like right. we, which is baffling because okay. we have really good food education yeah. in schools. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. What, like cookery classes but about nutrition as well? Yeah, like in primary school I remember really being educated about like what foods uh, you know, what foods are good for you, what foods aren't. Whoa, I've got no recollection of any you of that. You didn't get the food, the, like the food pyramid? I mean, I vaguely remember some chart ever, but it was yeah. just like vegetables good. Sweet's bad. Yeah. It was that simple. There was nothing about, like, the millions of grey area in between of all that. Like, yeah. exercise, all the stuff that you learn in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, sure. So exercise is, because where, uh, where I grew up, where, mm-hmm. it's where hot, was that? It is an hour and a half north of Sydney. Okay. And it's, um, it's hot, hot 10 months of the year. Hot. Right, right. Nine months of the year. Okay. So we were, we were always exercising. We were always, like... And we also had this really adorable policy. No hat, no play. 
So I because like it was so hot, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you didn't have your hat, you weren't allowed to play on the playground. Yeah, reading the shade. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so do you know what? I think that we had good food education. Um, yeah. And if we didn't at school, we definitely have in the last, you know, 20, yeah. 20 years. Um, but my mum was very healthy. She right. fed us very good food. Great. Even though we were, you know, not the poorest, but we were, we were pretty poor. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we used to, like, mum used to make her own hummus. Wow. Tabbouleh. Like, we ate loads of Mediterranean and Middle Eastern food. Wow. Mm. I, I don't know why they were just such dirty hippies, but they... <laughs> It was always so complimentary. Yeah. Then. Well, it was it was very <laughs> incongruous for a small town, small beach town in the nineteen eighties of Australia. My um, parents, I guess, did the equivalent in terms of like we were real, you know, super beautiful but Tory vortex <laughs> in terms of cosmopolitan influence. Sure, little seaside villagey town. And it's got more bustling. I mean, it's got a Greg's now. Mm. And for one summer, it had a subway. Uh, other than that, sure. it's like sam- delis that will do a sandwich and a quiche. Sure. And even now, it's got like its snazziest calf that I really like. The, the, I think it's called the Java, Java Cafe, mm. which is amazing. The best coffee that Swanage has ever known. Uh, really good coffee. Lots of it's organic. Loads of vegan and veggie options. Sure. Like really, like 2018 has come to Swanage. Yes. Still mainly do a variety of scones and sandwiches and sourdough and. No but it, shame but in still, that. No, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that. But it's also like that. I I don't know if sushi or. Oh, I, sure. I don't know whether anything that's not actually like pretty fucking basic, yeah. sturdy. If it couldn't get you through a cold winter. <laughs> If the truck of rations wasn't going to make it up the road because of a flood, <gasps> you want to know that your tummy's lined with something for a couple of days. Not just lined, I mean leaden. Like back, yeah. backed up for days. <laughs> you can hibernate yeah, yeah. With, um, with some of that pastry in you. So I'm from this very small town. Yeah. But we had, um, so there was the surf club. Um, because I grew up on a beach. Cool. And there was a little kiosk underneath that. And that was just your classic kiosk. That would do your bacon egg rolls, your chip buddies, ice blocks, like ice lollies, um, drinks, fish and chips, that kind of stuff. Cool. Then over the hill on the bay side, so the beach is one side, the bay is on the other side. Actual paradise. You go over the hill and on the right-hand side there is a, was a really small, not fine dining restaurant, but like more... More chic than you would expect in a place this small. This is in the 90s, by this time the 90s. Um, And they had come, I think, from Sydney and they'd opened up this little... So we were a um, a tourist town that in the holidays, Sydney people would drive up and they'd have a house there and we'd, you know, call them names. We were a tourist town too and we called them grockles, English tourists that came to our English seaside town. What does grockle mean? Grockle just meant... You know, tourist, a derogatory name for a local tourist. Yeah, I can't say what we called people. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, it's a podcast. <laughs> no, we can, just... Just cunts. Yeah, I don't think that I said the word cunt till I was about 18, so really weirdly. <laughs> but it wasn't that, fine. So then on the corner, so in the 80s it was really traditional, but then in the 90s what, there was this place on the corner, right, that was a deli. Now these two guys from Sydney came up and they bought it and they turned it into... 
a cafe, a proper, they'd sell, they were selling cafe lattes and cappuccinos. And because the town was lots of families, all the dads would go to work and then the mums would come down and they'd have their cosmopolitan cafe lattes in 1996. Wow. And that was that like, is ahead of the curve. Right? Compared and, to here. And they were like, they were, they were amazing. There was like this couple called Paul and Paul and, um, they, they kind of transformed the vibe a bit of, yeah. of where I grew up. Wicked. Yeah. And so then across the road, there was another restaurant, and then there was an RSL, which is like a working man's club. Yeah. Um, and they always had a bistro there too. Royal something Legion. Yeah, Royal Serviceman, uh, Return Serviceman League. Right, yeah. So, yeah, all the all the vets could go there and they get a discount and uh, you got really cheap alcohol. Too. Yeah. Um, so there was like four or five food places in the and there still is in this tiny little town do you know what's freaking me out a bit because it really sounds like an australian version of where i grew up we have a royal british legion which is now trying to get a bit trendy because like our age generation are going there to watch their sport and actually of the pubs in town for locals probably one of the friendliest vibes yeah weirdly i don't know why it's weird but it's weird because when i was growing up it was like fuck that shit yeah yeah Oh, no, thank you. We started going like, there ironically when we were about like 18 or 19. Because they'll serve you, right? Yeah, yeah. we had a pub so called cheap. The Anchor that served us from when we were 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you had to get ID at RSLs. Really? Oh, it was very, it's very heavy on Well, they're, yeah. <laughs> my, my, and I think, I don't, I definitely didn't have hippie parents and I didn't realise my mum could cook until I lived with just my mum. But my dad did all the cooking mm. um, and he definitely was like kind of really tried to um, introduce lots of spicy stuff, Indian food, right? lots and lots of Indian food. And um, he'd never followed a recipe and he still won't ever, but he'll, he will. Does um, he have good instincts for food? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, good. definitely. And he's really interested in it and he loves talking about food, but he'll like make f- way too much and burn everything and yeah. get really fucked <laughs> off. And, like it doesn't, I, I would say less than 50% of the time does it come out well. Right. Oh, okay. But, but so he doesn't have a, good instincts for food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I'm doing comedy. My dad doesn't listen to my work. I can say what I like about him on here. But he, um, he, he, he's made historically made amazing stuff. But basically, it'll be like all going so well, and then there'll be like a snap, sure. and like everything will go to shit at the last minute. Yeah. Something will have overcooked or whatever. But I still felt like I ate extremely well. A, a really varied diet, especially for where I grew up. Mm. Largely because of him, yeah. Yeah, right. But then also, yeah, I mean, also I'd say my catastrophically... Uh, oh, I don't know how to describe uh, Like a really obscene amount of sweets and crap was all because of him as well, like a real feature sure. on front. Now, we didn't, we just didn't really? have... No, we had I'm almost no sugar it. in the house. Mum was really, really healthy. Really? And it was when my sister, and I think mum must have been quite paranoid about her weight. I didn't really notice it until I was maybe in my mid-teens. Yeah, why would you? But my sister came home when she was like six and she grabbed a little bit of skin (gasps) and she said, look, I've got fat (gasps) mum. And mum was like, shit, I better start buying biscuits. So we ate biscuits. Dad had a real sweet tooth. I had a real sweet tooth. Right. Um, I don't know if my sister, my sister doesn't really have it. Mm -hmm. I just, I love sweets. Really? Yeah, I love cakes. I love Chalky bars. Mm. I can, I can, I can put away a family block. I love them. <laughs> there was, was you going, have to be in a certain mood, don't you? And then there's a real joy in that sometimes. Do I have to be in a certain mood? Is <laughs> oh, that mood breathing? You don't. <laughs> Good work. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I love it. By the way, these flapjack cake things are vegan. Would you be able to tell? No, I don't think so. No? No. I didn't mention it straight up top. I've got nothing against vegan food. Often people have on the on the confectionery front, I think, especially. Well, this is almost... I mean, this is borderline confectionery. Yeah. It is a... I mean, it's in the world of cakes. It's in the world of cakes. It, it doesn't know what it is, but it is yummy. It is yummy. It's got a whole carrot and a whole apple in it. It's a good mid-afternoon snack, actually. Yeah, basically, there's oatsy enough that it might actually even, like... Yeah. Be, be good for your shit. <laughs> It's going to be great for our shit. No. We're going to have great shits later. This one's for you, butthole. <laughs> Let's talk about IBS. Sure. Um, oh. <laughs> I'll see IBS, please. It's a shit place. <laughs> she better not tell any lies. <laughs> um, you've got proper grown-up IBS. What does that mean in terms of your eating? Is there stuff you can't eat? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's my attitude towards it. Brilliant. The only things that I don't really eat that I know 100% will set me off mm-hmm. is like a, a creamy chicken pasta. Oh, you said that. Just yeah, forget I was it. Like, that's such a specific thing. It's just anything that's like a rich, creamy sauce right. is just like, thanks for coming. That's not going in my body. <laughs> no, I appreciate right. what you're trying to do. Do you think that's that high fat, high carb? It must combination, be. Richness of dairy. Whenever I have scones too. Whenever mm. I, because I always have it with jam and cream too. Of course. Obviously. You know, you're saying. I'm not a prick, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I what eat... What first? Cream or jam? Oh, so I went out to high tea last week. What did I... I went jam first. Because the cream doesn't have the... It doesn't have the body or the consistency to hold up. The jam can... The jam is too heavy and will skate across the cream when you try and spread it. No, no. No, no, no. Oh, dear. Well, it was lovely <laughs> having you here. And you know where the door is. <laughs> The problem is that there's a really vicious Cornwall-Devon divide on this. Oh! And um, I can't remember which is which side. Also, oh. I'm not I'm not from either place. So Plymouth. Yes. One side's Cornwall, one side's Devon. Yes. Sort of. There's a border you can see from an edge of Plymouth. Sure. There's a There's a restaurant you can go to where you're kind of half in both. Mm. Or you can see the other side or something. So what's um, the what's the famous cream that uh, like clotted? The, the clotted cream. So that is that's the cream you're meant at, and that's yeah. real solid. But what's so the brand? Kind of, oh, I can't remember the brand, but it's got like a it's white with a with blue, blue blue woman. So Chris's in laws. Yes, he's like best friends with the uh, the the daughter of the owners of that. What? So they've got like fifteen clotted creams in their freezer. <gasps> Is that just her in the picture? No, 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 maybe. <laughs> in that lovely, like... They're lovely people, it's like though. A, what is, it's like a lady in clogs, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's with got... like, a pattern dress, like a... Something like that. looking a bit Austrian, maybe mm. a bit Russian. Very yeah. culturally vague. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit Cornish, though, Jess. Yeah, a bit Cornish. Maybe. That'll be the one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> glad I bothered getting that degree. <laughs> um... <clears throat> <laughs> Jesus. I love when you talk about what you can't do and you have a law degree. Oh, it makes me so happy. Just really, it's my favourite. I love when smart people can't do simple things. Oh, I really struggle. Mm. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. 
Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Have you got any particular, like ideas or hopes in terms of the future of easing perhaps like with technology or just what the future might be like oh um oh, that's an interesting question i would love, i would love for us to be i mean i am i'm sorry to do the uk versus australia yeah but the amount of food veg fresh vegetables you wrap in plastic over here is an abomination it is it's so upsetting to me. I've never got used to it. Why are the courgettes in a packet of plastic? Yeah, it's just crazy. Like you don't have you don't have a free bucket of mushrooms and and a brown paper bag to there fill up. There are some supermarkets where you can't get you can't get loose anything. I know it's wild. Like I, I, I love Aldi and Lidl, but fuck that plastic. And it's only actually in the last sort of six months, I'll be honest, that I've really noticed. Yeah. We're behind the curve on that stuff. Oh. So sustainable packaging, that's a really good hope. Yes, just no packaging. Yeah. Don't what, need packaging. What, why is it in a packet? I've, um, Apart I've, from, like, I've strawberries. I've had a shower gel in a, like, a big tub of shower gel. Yes. It was a gift. It, it had a pretty crappy kind of strawberry. smell children. smelled <laughs> synthetic children. Ugh. But, you know, I've used it. I've used a prick up. Obviously. Um, <laughs> but I've kept it because I thought, oh, that'd be perfect if I can find somewhere that would do it, you know, where you just go and pump like, pour, a pint, yes. pour yourself a pint of yeah. shower gel. That's what I want. Yeah. And, I mean... I haven't yet put a lot of effort into trying to find anywhere, but nowhere's popped up into my head for South London. So, there is a brand called eCover. Ah, I just bought eCover fabric conditioner. Yes, so there are certain health food stores that have big drums that you go in and you refill them. This is huge. Yes, and I don't know if they do it with shower gel, but I'm guessing that they would because they do all of the... They do other... Because all of the... Well, even if actually I can just start getting, like, washing up liquid and um, fabric conditioner off of them. Yeah. So they have big... We used to... Well, we used to live. There was a health food store and we'd go in there. I mean, it's an absolute pain in the dick to remember, obviously. (laughs) It's a lot easier just to buy a new bottle, for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Well, even if you fill it up one more time than that... Then the new, and then you can't be asked the next time, or you don't have time, or it's too stressful. Yeah, you've you've halved, you've used one less plastic massive bottle yes. in the universe. Yes. Mmm, delicious. I've never once had a supermarket delivery. 
What are you talking about? You have a child. I know. What I are you know talking about? I don't know what's wrong with me. You could set up a weekly, without even having to think about it, yeah. a weekly basics shop that would come to your house yeah. and they just bring you it and you wouldn't have to leave and you wouldn't have to figure out how you're going to put trousers on your two or three-year-old. The problem is I love going inside a supermarket so much. Oh, do you? And I know that I would get it ordered and I'd do it and then I'd also go out as well. It's really good. Yeah. You get to look at a chart of when you want it delivered. Oh, my and if God, I love charts. Oh, God. And it's got <laughs> it's sometimes more expensive than others. So if it's over £100, the shop, it's a free delivery, right? Right. If it's over £40, I think, uh, then you, then it's um, graded. Right. So popular times. So if, you, if you're happy to have it delivered at 2pm on a Tuesday, you'll probably get the cheapest. Yeah, you pay car. a pound, mate. One pound? Mm-hmm. It's not even going to cover the petrol. Not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I've heard about um, supermarket deliveries is that if they haven't got what it is you're after, then they sometimes substitute it with something really comical. Like if they didn't have tofu, they might be like, no problem, we've given you some steaks. (laughs) Here's some cotton wool. You're like, I probably could sub that out, actually. Um, Well, there's the option of... No subs, and oh, that's what we do. Okay. We don't want you. Rather just not have the item. No. Love, loved saying item then. Yeah, really nice. <laughs> I love when you, I love when you find the perfect word for the sentence, and you almost hear it dropping in like the last jigsaw piece. Like it just goes thump. <laughs> like it's made of metal, and it's just fit the shape. Item. Oh. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, whenever there's a very formal term for something, it's excellent to use in conversation. Yeah. Beverage. Yeah, great stuff. Item. I can't think of any more. Mm, vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Um, why did you lose your confidence at cooking? Are you up for talking about that? Yeah. Well, I... <clears throat> I could cook. I, I could, I, well, I was a short order cook. That was my first job. Really? Um, well, dish, I was a dish pig, but then moved into short order. We used to call it dish pig. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Um, and then short order cook, what does that mean? That means you do the, you do the quick stuff. Uh-huh. You do stuff like fish and chips or burgers. Okay. or um, So when I worked at this uh, the deli, they mostly had short order items. Right. But I've, I've worked in basically every part of the kitchen. Cool. Um, so I, have, I had lots of like good basic knowledge, but I wasn't very good at anything right 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 um coffee was what i was very good at nice but i got trained like a proper barrister yeah i I basically i made very bad coffee in that place uh on the central coast on on, on the corner lovely um that i mentioned before and then when i moved to sydney i waitressed and then i worked at this little cafe and he said can you make coffee and i went oh pretty badly he's like oh well we'll teach you so one day i'd been there for i don't know three weeks and one day got there had to start work at seven Place opened at seven thirty, and at seven, my boss said, "You're on coffee today." And I went, "But I, I can't make coffee." He's like, "Yeah, and if it's no good, I'll tell you to throw it out." So as the commuter line built oh up, my and he's geez. like, "You've burned the milk, throw it out." He's like, "You've you burnt the coffee, throw it out." That's not the right. So you just baptism of fire. Oh, and they were so angry at me. They was the the God, customer I don't know. was I don't so. I'd have stuck that out. But then I became really good at coffee to the yeah. point he opened his own cafe. 
and um, and I just went and did a little bit of work there for the time. That's cool. And someone came up to the counter and they said, oh, can I have a coffee? And then my boss went to make it and he said, oh, can she make it? (gasps) And I was like, the student has become the teacher. That is stunning. Mm. Oh, God, that is so nice. So deeply satisfying. That's how you beat a parent a board game or a sport oh, yeah. or similar yeah. feeling really great lovely. one <laughs> you know what you've given me a memory of and because I walked past it now or boarded up which is sad but I was I uh, got trained to make good coffee at a coffee shop called Moonbow Jake's it doesn't exist anymore in Broccoli in South East London when I was a student although my boss was a character is a character he stood around did <laughs> John McKinnon um, he would say things like we only use the best bean and we'd all <laughs> unite in ridicule him um, bless him Lovely guy. You're a lovely guy, John. <laughs> um, but he started to make a tiny little empire. He had one in New Cross and one in Catherine mm. and whatever. When my friends and I graduated and didn't know what to do with our lives, he made us each a manager of one, or we shared managing oh, the Catford one. Yeah, thanks, John. And it was so funny because um, I got put in the Catford one, and Catford was and still is a fucking hole mm. of a place. Shout out I mean, to anyone in Catford. Big shout out to the Catford <laughs> Mazoof. I also love it. I mean, this is not to say I don't have a lot of love for it. I was mm. in you yesterday. I love you, Catford, but you are still frightening. <laughs> um, I will probably be moving to there next year or thereabouts. Anyway, this coffee shop was like a lot of worlds colliding kind of place. Mm. And um, uh, my story isn't nice like yours, but basically I got conned. And then it was just, I was so gullible. So I was working there on my own and we were still setting up, the finishing up the decorating. There was a room downstairs that was going to be like a performance space for sure. people, local artists and maybe to have music and comedy and stuff in it. And um, and a man came in and just said, oh, um, your boss, he'd done his research. He was like, your boss, John, has I, I'm collecting some wood to make the shelves to put downstairs. No! So he's just said to give me 50 quid and... I will sign off my book and then I'll go and get the wood. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, I feel like I should check that with him. And I did, I, I did try and ring John mm. two or three times and it rang through. And then I just did it. I just gave the man 50 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Uh, and as he was sort of taking the money and walking out, I was like, oh, there we go. Oh, he's never yeah. coming back. Oh, There's no wood attached to that money. Okay, okay, okay. And John was not unreasonably fuming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think asked me to pay it back and I don't think I ever did I own 50 quid but and I walk past that and not that often maybe once a month I'm in Catford and I, every time I walk past I walk past the exact bit of MDF 50 quid in, every day yeah, in front that's in front of the exact bit of that now derelict shop and think you moron don't worry mate come on that's you tried not, to call I tried to call but also just don't Someone comes in and goes, Oh, do you want to just give me some cash? You don't get, yes. I'd love to give you some cash. I'd like to give you some cash, please. Do you want some cash that isn't mine? (laughs) I've got some. You know already because you're asking me for it. Oh, God. So the confidence losing. Yeah. Well, well, there's two, no, there's two bits to it. Firstly, I was probably 29 when I realised I was almost starving myself accidentally when it would get to festivals, like comedy festivals. Right. And because in Australia, lots of things close much earlier. The food, the restaurants close much earlier and the shops close much earlier. So, and I had this thing, because I grew up on semi-healthy food, I was like, I'd rather have nothing than have shit food. Right. So I was just not having dinner lots of nights. And then I went, why don't you buy some frozen meals? I was like, frozen meals? My mum would. And then I went, well, you're not eating. Yeah. So then I started buying frozen meals. I'm like... 
oh my god, this is a fucking revelation. Yeah. It really changed my life, and I, not that I, I eat frozen meals very often, um, but things like you know, those, do you know fresh pasta? Yeah. Like they, sorry, <laughs> have you heard of this? I've heard um, of it. But they're like they're packets of fresh pasta, and they're like tortellinis. Yeah, and they're got, fit. They're like three minutes. Yeah, so I have them in the fridge all the That's, time. But I don't think that counts as frozen food. No, it doesn't. In my head, I was thinking, I'm finally she's discovered a Kiev or a oh, crispy no, pancake. I love and, a Kiev. I'm not yeah. a fucking idiot, mate. <laughs> like Kiev, frozen Kiev. No shame in a frozen Kiev. Well, it's them all. We've got we've got some cod fillets in the freezer, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm talking like lean cuisine, like. Yeah. Not yeah, 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 yeah. Peel a lid off. Peel yeah. a cellophane beep, lid off. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. that noise. That's the sound of my dinner being made. I can't remember the last time I had one, but they're beautiful things. They can be. They yeah. really can. Also, I think they've got better, right? If you've got money, they're good now. Yes. You get one a beep, 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 beep from M&S. Oh, M&S ones? Fancy mm. pants. So that's the other thing that we don't have in Australia. We don't have, like, an upper-class yeah. supermarket, supermarket, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Anyway. Um, so with cooking... I just, it's been, a, it's been a mixture of, um, it, it's always the first thing to go when I, when I'm stressed yeah. or when I'm anxious. Yeah. And when I'm anxious, when I open a fridge, I cannot fathom how I've ever put more than one of those items together. So I'll look at a fridge and go, oh, and I've just got to eat enough so that I'm not hungry. Yeah. So that might be, even a sandwich feels like. Yeah like a roast dinner at that point. I'm like, oh, how long is this going to take me? Isn't there something I can peel open and put that yeah, in my... Yeah. That's why I love bananas. Yeah. It's like a it's like a, energy, a fruit energy bar. Um, with cooking, cooking, weirdly, and I don't know if my husband will be delighted mm. at me talking about this, when we first started living together, he's an amazing cook. Yeah. Um, and I have this... Thing where I say that I'm good at something if I'm okay at something <laughs> thinking the other person will never find out right <laughs> especially with men like I'll, I'll add 20% to our capabilities then you end up moving in together <laughs> getting married get married and uh and at, the, and at the time I thought I was okay at cooking and I, I, I really was but he would come in and ask me questions about why I was doing stuff. And he was just, it was the only area we ever had contention around. Right. Where he was a micromanager in the kitchen. Okay, okay. I think that's a lot of people have that with, and specifically just in that area. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean there's no reflection on what they're like as a person or yeah. in any other walk of their life. But there's something, um, it's, it's, um, it's a real animal instinct about preparing food to yes. feed people with where... A little bit of controllery comes in for lots Definitely. of people. Yeah, probably me too, actually, a bit. And he's, uh, well, I'm, because I'm really good at being second chef. Yeah. I'm really good at being sous chef. And what what I always, the, like, how we grew up was whoever washes the, uh, does, made dinner, the rest of the family wash up. Right. I mean, to be fair, Dad and I did a lot of, that needs an overnight soak. Um, <laughs> We were very bad. We were a very bad combination of laziness. Um, but so, uh, and so with, with Chris and I, that's how I thought things would go. And I also thought whoever's cooking, the other one's sous chef. So yeah. they just do what the other person says. And he just didn't. He couldn't understand why I was doing something like I was doing it. And then it, there was a boiling point, pun in, no pun intended. <laughs> I was boiling water in a pan. Yeah. And he said... Do you know that water's boiling? And I'm like, you need to leave the kitchen and you need to go to the lounge room. 
because my first job was a short order cook and you just asked if I knew that water was boiling and that's it. That's my bottom line. We're done. Yeah. And then for years we, we couldn't really cook in the kitchen together. Uh, right, right, right. So there's one or the other. Okay. Yeah, we can now though. Oh, really? Yeah. So we just worked out a thing where you're like, no patronising. What have you got? What are the rules? Make it work. Um, or you've just... Just no. synced in. It's like a dance, I think, where you move yeah. around each other in a kitchen. Uh, he has finally be. I have said it to him in a clear and loving way when he's, like, rather than going, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Which is rather my first instinct. We're fucking done, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lounge room, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, he'll, I've become less defensive in the kitchen and yeah. he asks fewer questions yeah. or he'll say, is there anything I can do? rather than, do you want me to do that, that, and that? Yeah. So it's, again, it's just about being a support in the kitchen rather than being yeah. a co-pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's fascinating, those dynamics. Yeah. And there's something also, I don't know what the female, ver- I don't know if there is a female version of emasculating, but when I can't do... Just use the same word, I always do. Yeah. I'm constantly <laughs> emasculating myself and others, other women. I, there, is, there is something... I'm a feminist, but when I can't do something that traditionally women do better than men, I feel like I'm letting my gender down. Two of my main long-term partners have been better and more diligent at cleaning than I am. Really? Chris is much much more diligent at cleaning than I am. God. And I'm just... I feel like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I've never once known that. Yeah. A new planet is discovered, and it's actually inside our planet, Earth. And now it's woken up, it's asked to come out, but that would obviously explode all of our planet, like that bit from the alien film with the tummy and the man's guts. But the new planet inside our planet has agreed to wait really patiently, and actually quite happily, actually. Um, (laughs) If you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, (laughs) climb an active volcano all the way to the top without stopping, and then when you get to the top... It erupts, so you have to run back down faster than lava can run. Mm. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero! It's the most incredible physical feat you've ever put yourself through. You're obviously, like, wazzocked, like, so tight. But you know that post-exercise thing where... And and this is in theory. So say you're allowed the shower or whatever it is you like doing after exercise to feel human again. Imagine I've ever exercised. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the task. (laughs) And then, and then, afterwards, there's this like high, and then with that comes this ebbing realization of real hunger. Mm. Your reward for this heroic act of literally saving the planet from eating itself inside out. Um, it's a feast of your dreams and the adulation of the whole of the population of the universe forever. You're a god now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get to eat. It does whatever you want. You get to drink whatever you want. It gets you can it's with whoever you want, and they don't have to be alive. They don't have to be possible. I want to know what you're having and who with. And if there's a where, like if there's a setting for this, that would be your sure. dream thing. Again, sure. doesn't have to be non-fiction. Do you understand the question? I feel like yes. I've asked it really badly today. I always think about. Um, it's always long tables. Nice. Always white tablecloths. Ooh, like a wedding. Like a wedding. Yes. Yeah. Um, outdoors, nice. nighttime, warm. <gasps> oh, it's gone all a bit. What's that sexy film with Liv Tyler? 
beautiful something beautiful things or something like that. Oh that yeah, fit film. It, very Midsummer Night's Dreamy oh, is okay. how no, I imagine that's it. Classier, sorry. And a f- but, but not not classier, but like you know, it's got a whiff of woodland creatures about it. There's definitely a fairy light. <laughs> yeah. um, Pack a lantern, treat yourself. All whatever over you, it. All yeah. over it. Um, I imagine it would be a roast. Nice. It will be. I'm a very. I'm very classic because this is this is sort of almost a. What's your last meal? Oh, Before. that's exactly what the question is. But I try yes. to make it positive because I think that's quite a gloomy it is, scenario. It is dark. Um, but it would still be the same thing. It would right. always be a roast. A roast chicken. Right. It would be some lightly honey glazed carrots. <sighs> Don't want to overdo it. Um, I'd have pea, peas and I'd have green beans because I always choose, and I shouldn't because I love them. I would have cauliflower cheese, even though it gives me chronic and painful diarrhea. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, bechamel <laughs> sauce is the devil's liquor. no gracias. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would when I came off the mountain. Yeah. I would have like a strawberry banana smoothie with like some almonds in it. Just to, to like yeah, just stop to the shaking. Up, just to quickly pep, pep yeah. the shit up just straight away. Put some energy. Yogurty or frozen-y? Um, it would have, it would actually be like soy or almond milk mm. and some yogurt in it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Weirdly, even though I'm not a vegan, I would, I prefer a soy milk smoothie. Oh, so, so smoothie in Australia has milk. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. often here too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very loose terminology over yeah. here. I'm a I like boundaries, and I find that very <laughs> uncomfortable. It could, it could have just juice. Well, that's a frappe then. If it's with ice, what are you fucking talking about? Anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> Who are you have in there? Oh, that's oh uh, did we move on to pudding? Or will there be a pudding? There will be a pudding. Do you know? I'd have a combo. Okay. Because I love I love dessert. Yeah. So I'd have a sticky toffee pudding yes. with, your, with your, your toffee sauce, which we call sticky date pudding in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also have a brownie, a, a big brownie slice that you'd cut up. What else would I have? Maybe a lime cheesecake. Oh, no yes. coolie. Keep your coolie the fuck away from my cheesecake. Hello. What, just, what are we talking then? No lime. We're just talking the lime, loads of zest. The, the zest goes in it, yeah. yeah. Um, a fuck ton of zest in there. Yeah. I used to make a lime cheesecake. Can't candied lime on top? Or we no. just, no, keeping it simple. Yeah, I don't. Is it, how tangy can it get then? Still tangy enough? Is that very sweet lime cheesecake? It's, I mean, it. it's like a, it gets a little bit tangy. We're not talking like lemon tart tangy. No, I see, I see. It's a hint of lemon. It's We're a, talking a badass cheesecake with a hint of lemon. Yes, exactly. Lime, lime, lime. Lime, bad. yeah. Yeah. While we're at it, <laughs> love a... We're having a lot of desserts. Yes, I'm into this. Um, we're having a Persian upside down cake, <gasps> which is like a, a usually like a, a flourless orange and almond cake. Oh, nice. As I said, not a vegan, but love a flourless cake. Oh, I think when you when you've made one with with, with almond dust and yeah, maybe a bit of polenta or something. It's yeah. fine. Something that you don't have much of over here, which I find strange because they're French, is a frion, which right. is like a it's like a tiny muffin made with almond meal rather than regular flour mm. and it's so moist and dense they're mm. tiny little ones but you can only eat Freon. that much freon yeah they'll have them somewhere in london yeah. i've definitely bought one they'll actually i'm pretty sure i've been into maybe flat white in soho yeah on berwick street because i think they're maybe kiwis 
Aha. I think they've got a free on there. I bet they'll do them. There's a place called Le Delice, and um, it's a French cafe in Ladywell that will do them as well. They've got like mm. every cake you've ever heard of. Sorry, yeah. I just thought of something that you don't have here. That Tell is, me. Do you know? Have you heard of a Lamington before? No. Oh, mate, a Lamington is. This is the great pride of Australia. It's like a. Um, how you make it is you make two layers of sponge cake. Yes. Um, a, a Victorian sponge, I think, you know, a classic one. Yeah. Uh, you can put cheese and uh, cheese, cream and jam in the middle. Yeah. Then what you do is you cut it into cubes and then you dip it in uh, chocolate and then you roll it in desiccated coconut. Oh, God. And they, Lamington. Lamingtons. They're the best. You can get those at the... It's a, a quite a pretentious name. I think it's called the Department of Social Affairs, but it's on Carnaby, just off Carnaby Street. Of course it is. They're Australians. They are overpriced. Let's be very clear. Yeah, I, I mean, think it they're like sound three. Like, p- it sounds like a kind of kids' party food. Yeah, like it's, in the best way. They're like so a cheap to make, ring or whatever, rather than something you should be going to somewhere called the Department of fucking yeah. anything to pay three quid for. Yeah. Three quid for a square of sponge cake. Who are you kidding, mate? I mean, I'm still going to at you on Twitter, Department of Social Affairs, and you'll see me soon to try one of these. Yeah, they're delicious. Um, And who will you have at this feast? I feel like if I'm that exhausted, I only want people that I know well. Sure. I don't want to deal with strangers. You don't have to have anyone there. Well, I'd probably just have some close mates. Yeah. My husband. Yeah. My sister. Lovely. You. Oh, you thank know. you. You're great company. I think you're great company. Well, I've done okay today. <laughs> I, just, I love being with people that I could chat nine hours straight Oh, for. tell me about it. There it's is heaven. nothing that I love more than just straight up chat. Can I recommend starting a podcast and only talking to people you already love? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you know anyone that's done that, Jess? <laughs> no one. Mm. Absolute smash wonder that Felicity Ward is. You have one more chance to see her latest show, Busting a Nut, in the UK. It's on the 9th of March at Leicester Square Theatre, and I implore you to go. It's so funny. And she's about to tour all around Australia, too, if you're based in sunny Oz. Check her out. Follow the podcast on all the social medias. It's at The Hoovering Pod. It's on Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. And just tell everyone you ever meet about it. Is that all right? I hope that's all right. Please may that be all right. Please just tell everyone about it. Rate, review it and subscribe. Also, if you want to follow me, I do other things as well as this podcast, like stand up. I'm at Jessica Fosterqueue on all the socials. And if you want to email me and also find links to all my gigs and the Hoovering live shows, they're all on my website, jessicafosterqueue.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by the brilliant Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.